This is Lego Football. Thanks for joining us. I'm David Farini. We've got the Coppa Italia action from the weekend. La Gazzetta della Sport reckonings. Stefano Pioli's on fire and a peek at the best ever. AC Milan 11. Well, this audio is taken from a Twitter user, a Milan supporter called Federica19. Sing along if you know the words. Bob Sinclair was in town, but clubbers paid tribute to incumbent Scudetto winning coach Stefano Pioli instead as DJ Bob looked bemused. Pioli is on fire after winning the Scudetto, but during the preseason, especially in the last couple of games, have taken on a couple of lightweights. A 6-1 win on the weekend over Vicenza. Milan conceded after just 20 seconds a header from Rolfini. So Vicenza playing third division this season after being relegated from Serie B. But the Milan machine, they got going through the flamboyancy of Rafael Leao and Messias all the way through to Rebic's finish for the sixth goal with a beautiful three ball from Brahim Diaz. El Diavolo with a 6-1 win. Charles Di Ketelare, I think I've got that right this time. He got some minutes in this one as well towards the end, backing up from his hat-trick in the friendly against Pergola Deze, another Serie cheese side. Milan will face Udinese on match day one. We'll take you through the other big three clubs. Inter went down to Villarreal 4-2 on the weekend. And Juventus, they have been doing it very tough against the Spanish big three, failing to get a win at all against Barcelona, Real Madrid, and also in the weekend's friendly with Atletico, which ended 4-0 for the Spaniards. But we can take summer friendly form with a pinch of sale, as Zio Mario would say. Juve and Inter choosing to take on more difficult competition. Milan happy to go out there and get some minutes into their players, especially those looking to break into the first 11. Before we get into the Coppa Italia review, let's peruse La Gazzetta dello Sport. Kostic is an objective for Max Allegri, for Juventus. These are the decisive hours and they're looking to close on that deal today. Rabiot is being courted by Manchester United and could leave. Juventus are looking to palm off the French midfielder. He was rumoured to be going back to PSG, but could be on his way to the Premier League. Roma with a super attack. The Fab Four are making the Olympico sing. Pellegrini, Zaniolo, Abraham and Dybala with huge welcomes before the spectacle against Shakhtar. Mourinho looks to be taking them to another level, but as we said before, these are summer friendlies. Pellegrini is raring to go and lead this Roma side, and Spinazzola, from now on, things are starting to get serious. So a 5-0 win over Shakhtar Donetsk in that friendly game at the Olympico. The players were presented. Roma will be up against Salernitana on match day one. Finally, Juventus. Chesney looks as though he'll be out for a minimum of 20 days. So Perin should come in. Juventus will be playing Sassuolo. To the Coppa Italia action. An overhead kick settled this one in Venice on the weekend in the 121st minute. It ended Venezia 2, Ascoli 3. The very last moments of extra time were indeed dramatic for Anthony Fontana, who lined up his bicycle kick, which skimmed off Venezia's French defender, Noah Baudouy. It's 
started with Saric's curling strike in at the near post for Ascoli Falzerano. He doubled the lead in the 70th minute, but Venezia hit back with a brace from 18-year-old Icelander Mikaelsen. He looks good. Two fantastic finishes from him. And Venezia did have 13 players who had tested for that ghastly virus, let's not mention its name. They were unavailable to play against Ascoli. But on the flip side, Javorcic was able to see some of his younger players in his first competitive fixture as Arantranero Verdi Alenetore. He has suffered a loss. Great start for Christian Buki, though. Both coaches of a similar age in their mid-40s. Buki is a former Ascoli player. He had two spells there during his career, the last of which occurred in 2009. He retired a couple of years later. Fans would remember Buki from his time at Bologna and Napoli as a strike, and more recently from coaching tenures at Sassuolo in Serie A back in 2017, which was short-lived though, then Benevento, Empoli, and last season at Triestina, where his side was eliminated by Palermo in the playoffs. That full year at Benevento in 2018-19 was his best performance as a coach with a 50% win record. He managed to get La Strega up to third, but was then replaced by Filippo Inzaghi. Now it's Fabio Caserta in charge at Benevento. Now Buki is moving in the right direction. This will fire up Ascoli before match day one's game at home to Ternana in Serie B. Venezia will regroup as they host Genoa. What a huge one that's going to be this coming Sunday. And we'll be previewing a few of the weekend's best games across different divisions on Friday's show. Cagliari are through to the second round after a 3-2 win over Perugia. Nicolas Viola's stunning free kick winner against Perugia for Cagliari at the Unipol Domus last Friday was the goal of the game. Dipardo, Lela, Makumbu, Franco Carboni and Lapadula got their first minutes for Cagliari. Vulicic, Iannoni, Di Serio and Vulic debuted for Fabrizio Castori's Perugia. Superb goals from Melchiori and Di Serio for uh, Perugia while Altare scored the opener. Lapadula netted his first for his new club from the spot but Cagliari winning that one and going on to the second round. Santoria got over Regina. They were very lucky in this one. A 1-0 win. The only new face for Sump in this one was Manuel De Luca who came off the bench. Regina debuted Fabian Pierozzi, Gagliolo and Ravaglia. Sampdoria with a very unconvincing win. 1-0 thanks to a penalty from Sabiri and he looks great. The former Ascoli player is dipping free kick forced. Ravaglia to get two hands behind the strike that Luca was clattered into and some got a get out of jail penalty in the 66th minute. Sabiri cleverly beat Ravaglia even though the Granata keeper picked the right way. Krisiteg had a brilliant glancing header chalked off for offside. Then Regina was awarded a penalty after a VAR check by female referee Maria Sole Ferrieri Caputi, but they spurned it. It was substitute Emanuele Cicirelli. He was denied by Aldero, who lunged to his left to save a well-hit spot kick. And once again, I have to reiterate, this is a lucky escape for the Blue Checati. So Marco Giampaolo, he palms off Super Pippo's side in that sfida. Udinese beat Ferrapi Salò. In this one, we got our first look at Ebose on the left for Udinese. Lovric at centre midfield and Biol and Mazina in the three-man backline. Isaac's success was brought down. DLFL dispatched the penalty for 1-0. Marco Silvestri was forced into an excellent save 
from the left foot free kick of Siligardi. Farapi Salor are a third division side. Success luckily tapped in for 2-0 after the Zebrete broke away on a 3-2 counter-attack. Siligardi then pulled one back with 23 minutes to go after he broke the trap, running on to a spectacular Salines long ball. The visitors kept coming and extracted two more saves out of Silvestri. Siligardi, he ends his Coppa Italia campaign with three goals from the two games for Farapi Salor. Moving on to Lecce. Well, they were outdone by Cittadella. What a result for the side from Veneto. Eduardo Gorini, the coach, debuted Giuseppe Carriero and Spanish attacker Raul Asensio, who made his way over from Lecce. Marco Baroni gave us a sneak peek at midfielder Christian Bistrovic, Federico Basquirotto, Asan Cisse. And Juan Gonzalez, it all happened in the second half, though. Strefeta rammed home the opener with a ruthless half volley under Castrati. Raul Asensio then equalized for Chita against his old club just weeks after leaving. He headed truly. He also took out Falcone in the process. A free hack, we'll call that one. Tuncara was brought on for Chita. And that was at the beginning of extra time and immediately did damage with a thunderous brace. The first, a smash and grab on the left foot. The second, a perfect volley from a corner on his right foot. So he's got it all, Tuncara. Cittadella led 3-1. Lorenzo Colombo, who played with Spal, he's on loan from Milan to Lecce. He then got his first goal for the Salentini with an incisive run and cheeky finish for 3-2. Castrati's outstretched arm denied Di Mariano the equalizer for Lecce. Chitta went through instead. Huge result for them. Moving on to Pisa and Brescia. Rolando Marano Pisa debuted Simone Canestrelli in defence, Rocco Jureskin in midfield, while Pep Clotet got off to a winning start back at Brescia as we saw Galazzi and Neymar for the first time. After Masucci put Pisa into the lead, it all fell apart for the Nerazzurri with a Nicolas own goal. Then three second-half settlers, goals from Ayet, Ndoy and Bianchi. Ending 4-1, Brescia a through, Spezia 5-1, Giacattuso debuted Simone Guidotti in goal, Leonardo Mancuso up top in his 3-5-2, there was no Cesc Fabregas, but Liam Kerrigan got his first minutes for Como. Lucagotti, the new coach of Spezia, had Daniel Maldini on the bench, but Mattia Caldara debuted in a 3-5-2. We eventually saw Maldini come on. Also, El Erzson, the young Icelandic midfielder and Swedish defender Emil Holm. They were debuted by Spezia. Enzola made it 1-0 on 43 minutes. The equalizer came from Alex Blanco, who notched up his second goal for the Lariani. Minutes later, Caldara was brought down by Kabashi. And Verde dispatched a clinical penalty, as he usually does. Strelitz made it 3-1, and Zola got a brace. And then Daniel Maldini scores on debut for Spezia, the son of Paolo, the grandson of Cesare, as they ran out 5-1 winners. So some good form shown by the Aquila Empoli. They lost at home to Spal. This is another shock result. We were expecting Empoli to get through. But you never know what's going to happen in the Coppa Italia. And that's why we love these Italian Cup fixtures just before the season starts, because we get to take a look at some of the fringe players and we get to find out where clubs are at and what they need. And clubs can also evaluate what they need before the transfer window shuts. It was Nicolò Cambiaghi who got his Empoli career off to a wonderful start with a debut goal 
Four Palos and Eddie Saad, but Spal hit back to take the game to extra time as Lorenzo Dickman equalized two minutes later in the 82nd minute. The dramatic winner was put away by Mateo Arena in the 121st minute, also making his debut for Spal after signing from Monopoly. Arena is a 23-year-old central defender. La Mantia, Moncini, Maestro, Rabi, Rauti and Dalamure also debuted for Spal. This was Razvan Marins and Matteo Destro's debut for Empoli, along with Duccio Deli Innocenti. What a name that is. He's a 19-year-old midfielder. Jacopo Fazzini and Martin Satriano on loan from Inter. They're getting their first minutes for the first time for Empoli. That's a big confidence-boosting result for Roberto Venturato, the Italo-Australian coach, born in Atherton in North Queensland, a couple of thousand kilometers from where I'm from. Venturato almost took Cittadella to Serie A, but lost the playoff to Venezia in May of 2021. So a sliding doors moment for Venturato. He could have found himself coaching in Serie A. Instead, he's with Spal now. They just survived the playout zone. So moving on, Citigroup has brought in Eugenio Corini to take the vacant coaching role at Palermo. And there's plenty of work to do after the display from the Rosaneri against Torino, a solid 3-0 victory for Ivan Juric's team with goals from Lukic, Radonjic and Pellegri. And Radonjic also had another goal chalked off. He looks to be a special player. Torino looking to bring in perhaps Vlasic from West Ham before the window closes. Verona, another shock result here in the Coppa. Verona was leading 1-0 through Kevin Lasagna, but there were two replies before the break, two more after the break as Folaruncho on loan from Napoli to perhaps Bari is their feeder club. Now with the De Laurentiis' owning both, he equalized in the 30th minute. Kedira got the first of his hat-trick in the 44th, then a penalty for the Moroccan in the 53rd, and then another one in the 78th minute. He looks like a class player. Bari are looking okay before the season started. This was a way for them at the Marcantonio Bentegordi. In Sunday's Copa action, there were three away wins, and the third one was Parma away at Salenitana. Kamara and Mihaela with two second-half goals. They move through to the second round. Selenitana is eliminated in Monza, the new look Monza. We're all waiting to see. We've had a glimpse now of Valotti, who scored 10 goals in Serie B for them last season. He scored from the spot in the 25th. Caprari got one from the spot in the 43rd. Rosinone, they hit back with two goals. It was 2-2 up until the 83rd minute through Haudi and Cornet. Corner is a new signing from Torino, and it was their trusty talisman up top who scored those crucial goals throughout the playoff season. Christian Gikia, the great Dane, he scored in the 83rd minute. The assist from Colpani, who has been one of their best midfielders in recent times. A 3-2 win for Monza at the Upawa Stadium, the Brianteo. The Canarini under Fabio Grosso were unluckily knocked out. Keep your eye on them in Serie B. They've got some talent there. Mulatieri is now there in their squad. A goal from Cone. He's another addition. Turati has been brought in to replace Ravaglia. Roden, the Swede. There's also Giuseppe Caso, who's come over from Cosenza. And Riccardo Cervo. He's on loan from Sassuolo. So for Monza, we saw the debuts of Cranio, Andrea Ranocchia, Marlon, who's come back from Shakhtar. You'd remember him from Sassuolo. Samuele Birindelli, who's come over from Pisa. 
He's a solid right-sided midfielder or wing-back. Gianluca Caprari got a start as well. Giovanni Stroppa is their coach. Stefano Sensi played the last half an hour off the bench. And Valentin Antov also got some game time. And it's interesting that Stroppa for now at least, has hung on to Samuele Vignato. He's a very, very small, diminutive, you could say, attacking force. He's very, very pacey. He's the younger brother of Emanuele Vignato, who's the Bologna winger. Samuele Vignato at Monza last season. He played 13 games, five of them as starts, eight off the bench, and a goal. Now you have to remember, they have a really deep squad, Monza. We'll see if Giovanni Strop is going to hang on to him. He's 18 years old, the class of 2004. A classy looking outfit, a 3-5-2 under Stroppa. That's his preferred formation. You'll remember him from Crotone with the Simi and Junior Messias combo. We are recording this on the Monday afternoon. There are four games today. Genoa, Benevento, Modena, Sassuolo, Cremonese, Ternana and Bologna, Cosenza. We'll get into those later in the week. Bologna with their first minutes coming up under Mihailovic, still in charge of Bologna. Cremonese now under Massimiliano Alvini, who led Perugia last season to a top eight finish in Serie B. We'll see how his new additions go against the likes of Alfredo Donnarumma at Ternana. And just while we're talking about Cremonese, Gustavo De Zotti, he's their all-time goal scorer in Serie A. 28 goals for the Argentine. He was there back between 1989 and 1994. And if you check through our Twitter feed and scroll down, you'll find the little player cards that we're going to be making this season. We'll be bringing you some interesting culture knowledge called Know Your Culture. So moving on, let's take a look at the draw. As it stands now in the round of 16, it will be Bari up against Parma. Spezia will take on Brescia. Cagliari will take on the winner of Bologna and Cosenza. Monza to take on Udinese. The winner of Sassuolo and Modena to take on the winner of Cremonese and Ternana. Spal will play the winner of Genoa and Benevento. Samp will take on Ascoli and Lecce will play Torino. 2022-23 edition of the Coppa Italia. This is Lega Football. And some of the latest news from tutomercatoweb.com. It is a website in Italian, but for those of you who can understand, get on there. You can always use a translator to help you out. Fiorentina, they're dreaming of Lo Celso. Bairami from Empoli is an alternative. What a player Bairami is. Catania has made a move. They brought back Francesco Lodi as they restart from Serie D. Also, Giuseppe Giovinco will be playing for the Rossazzurri. Spezia are still in the market to bring in Dragovski from Fiorentina as their first choice as goalkeeper for Luca Gotti. Empoli has managed to keep Parisi, their left-sided wing-back. He's renewed until 2025, so good news for the Tuscans. Sampdoria have taken hold of Nikita Contini. He arrives from Napoli, another goalkeeper. He spent his last season with Vicenza. And we'll see how the Raspadori saga pans out for Napoli. Juventus rumored to be interested in the price. Allegedly could be 50 million euros for the Neapolitans. Allegedly, Adrian Rabiot will leave Juventus for Manchester United for 18 million euros. Adriano Del Monte says that's the deal of the summer. And you can go back and listen to our interview with Adriano Del Monte, where we talk about the pros and cons of Italian football. You can also check out what we've reposted from Lega Pro Official, that's the Serie C Twitter feed, 
the new Serie G Lega Pro balls are out. Quite colourful. You'll see the white one for summer, the yellow ball for winter. We also do try and post some player movements every now and then from Serie A, Serie B and Serie G. We are not going to be just focusing on Serie A. We will go through the lower divisions as well this season. If you're after some good reading, the Gentleman Ultra website is where you should be. There are 11 new all-time best 11s on that website that have been uploaded recently from some fabulous authors. And also check out their podcast hosted now by Frank Risorto. Head to the website. You can read all about these best 11s. It all began with Lazio and Roma. Then Brescia was added. Sampdoria, a Sardinian all-time 11. Then Napoli, Juventus, Fiorentina, Parma. Inter and Milan. I did contribute to this series, the AC Milan all-time 11. You're guaranteed to object to at least one or two of the selections, but as I've said in this article, if there was a series titled Academy of Eternal Superstars, then the prime filming location in Italy would be the Milanello. There's never been a more difficult all-time 11 to select, yet paradoxically, never easier. The other mezzala was Gianni Rivera. He was active between 1960 and 1979. That's 19 years. He was the first of the four Ballon d'Or winners in this side. A very intelligent player who could play anywhere in midfield from deep lying playmaker to mezzala or as a second striker. Similar to a rude Hullet, he was crucial in attaining Milan's first ever European Cup title alongside Cesare Maldini. He was known as the golden boy. He's also the club's top Coppa Italia scorer in history with 28 goals, seven of which won Milan the 1966-67 title and then subsequently the 1967-68 European Cup Winners' Cup. He's the third highest goal scorer in the 123-year history of the club. Labatino, he was known as, also won three Serie A titles, two Champions Leagues, two Cup Winners' Cups and four Italian Cups throughout the 60s and 70s. So. It is Gianni Rivera. He is the Italian with the most goals for Milan. Thanks for joining this episode of Lega Football. We'll be back with more come Friday. So hope to have you back with us then. My name is David Farini, Serie A and Serie B World Feed commentator and a general all-round culture and football contributor wherever I can. If you like the show, don't hold back. Give us a rating on one of the platforms, whatever you're listening on. You can check out our Substack. It's always posted on our Twitter feed. We are on YouTube, not on Instagram yet, but you can find me online as well. David Farini underscore on Twitter. I'm also on the likes of Instagram. To all the fans, to all those involved with all levels of Italian football, keep going strong. Andiamo avanti insieme. To all those putting out the podcast, we really appreciate your work as well. Signori, signore, thanks for joining us. We started the episode with Free From Desire and we're going to take you out with the Lega football version from when we went to Wembley for Chiellini's tribute match. Do go back and listen to that Lega feature. We'll see you later on in the week. Ci sentiamo. Going to be sad to see Chiellini leave the national team setup. In Italian, we say libero dal desiderio. You know what it means? Libro free. Free from desire. Hopefully next time we'll meet up with an Italian victory. Yeah. Na, 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 na.
This is Lego Football.